to John chapter 13. John, Gospel of John chapter 13. And this, this, this is some of my favorite uh, scripture in all of the Bible. And, and if you've ever read chapters 13 to 17, I think you'll know why. Uh, this is Jesus' last night. And he begins to tell his disciples many things, many things of which uh, to this very day we're still trying to understand and wrap our heads around, quite frankly. Uh, So I want to look at just this text here that John adds to the story, because John actually doesn't specifically talk about uh, the communion service here, but we know this was at the communion service because they're at the table. Uh, but John already knows that the other uh, uh, apostles have already written about that. And so notice, notice where he goes with this. This is John 13, and I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit here. So Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Don't you love that? He loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around around him. And if you will drop down a few verses, after he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and returned to the table, he said to them, "Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have Wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in Him. If God has been glorified in Him, God will also glorify Him in Himself, and will glorify Him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for Me, and as I said to you, or as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. What powerful words on the last night that Jesus is with those he loves. He's gathered with friends around the table. We have often envisioned that in paintings what it would have been like to be with him on this final night. He knows it's his final night. His disciples don't. And he gets up from this table. 
and he takes off his coat, so to speak, his, his dinner coat, and puts on a towel and begins kneeling before one of the disciples. And I can imagine, I can just maybe imagine them slouching in their chair, you know, just thinking this is another Passover dinner. They've done it before. They're a Jew. They've done it all their life. And they're going through the motions again. And now here is Jesus, the son of the living God, kneeling before them. I think I would have went from my little slouch to a more proper position at the least, right? Uh, not only that, I think I would have straightened up and been like, oh, Lord, Lord, what are you doing? Which is exactly what Peter does, we're told in the text. And they get into this exchange. Here is God in the flesh kneeling before humans. What kind of God is this? Like, I mean, if you really just compare, uh, you know, any religion in the world to the God of the Bible, like, what kind of God would kneel before humans and wash their dirty, stinking feet? And yet, our God does. Our God is a God who would do that. It's not beneath Him to do that. And you know, most of us will say, yeah, that's, that's a really neat gesture. You know, that's, that's fantastic. And I don't know if you've ever been a part of a foot washing service. We've actually done one here and, and it was powerful. It's been a long time ago uh, and I've been a part of some as well. And it's always a powerful moment to take another person's feet <laughs> in your hands and rub and wash their feet. It's, it's an embarrassing thing for them to do it to you. It really is this really interesting, you should try it. Most people don't even want to try it, you know. And, and I get it, we can't try it right now, okay. But, but we will one day. And, uh, and you'll have, and of course, if it's your spouse, you probably should wash your spouse's feet. That will be, that certainly is an act of, of service. And, um, and it's always uncomfortable. And here's Jesus. And we're thinking... This is a neat gesture for his friends, you know. This is something really special that you could do for somebody you love. And it is. It absolutely is. It's uncomfortable, but it is special. But Jesus always seems to go further than our sensibilities. Because you see, who was there that night was one who would betray him. Judas Iscariot. And I... (laughs) I don't even, you know, if... um, I don't know. If I'm Jesus, I think that I take Judas's foot and I uh, twist it a little bit, you know. Give it a good little yank. And, uh, you know, you knucklehead, why are you doing this? You're going to sell me out for money? Like we've spent all this time together and you're going to do that? It's not what Jesus does at all. And I don't even know, honestly, what to do with that sometimes. But he tells us this in the Bible. Love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. Whew! That, friend, is a tough one right there. Just imagine in your head real quick an enemy you have. (laughs) Somebody that, you know, really doesn't like you. (laughs) Uh, Now, maybe you don't have anybody like that in your life, but I imagine if we were honest, we we probably have somebody in our life that that we don't get along with. (laughs) Excuse me. Somebody that has treated us wrongly. Somebody that got ahead of us in line. Uh, Someone that has abused us. Someone that has called us names. Misunderstood us. Whatever it is. Picture that person. 
And then picture yourself kneeling before them, washing their feet. That's a tough image. Jesus does that not only, not only to Judas. Friend, listen. It wasn't just Judas that betrayed Jesus. It wasn't just Judas that deserted Jesus. Peter, too, that very night would deny him three times. I don't even know you. I don't know the man. Get away from me. I don't know him. I have been in a situation when I think I was in junior high where I had this cool friend of mine and I was hanging out with him, you know, and, and all, everybody thought he was cool. So being, being close to him made me pretty cool, you know. But then we got into this certain crowd and he didn't recognize me as with him. He said, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. He's been following me around. And you know what? That was really hurtful. It's really hurtful when somebody denies you in that way, you know. Peter denies the Lord, and yet Jesus washes Peter's feet. <laughs> Here's the good news. We've all betrayed, we've all deserted, and at times we've all denied the Lord. And yet, he still lovingly comes to us, willing to serve us. What kind of God is this? I'll tell you what kind of God this is. This is a God to be worshipped. This is a God to be glorified. This is a God to give your life to. That's the kind of God this is. This is a loving God. One that today gives us this evening a new commandment, as he says, which is actually where we get the term mandi from. Mandi is a Latin word coming from mandate or command. And, and, and you know, notice the language here. He says, I give you a new commandment that you what? Love one Another. Now, look, I know it's easy to love family, and it's easy to love uh, some of our church people that we're maybe close with, but what about the ones that get on our nerves? What about that coworker that gets on your nerves? What about the person uh, that you always, whatever hobby you have that you go to, that just, uh, they get under your skin? What about an enemy? What about somebody that's always berating you? Jesus would say this, the world will know that we are his followers if we have love for one another. Just as I've loved you, you should love one another. Jesus, from the cross, as he is being executed, he's on a cross, naked, displayed for everyone, exposed, beaten, suffering, barely can breathe, he gets out a few words, one of those, or a few of those words are this, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Most of what happens tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, I don't always know what to say about it. It just strikes me to the core. And one of the things that I realize is I don't have the same kind of love always that God does. But friend, I can tell you this, I want it. I don't want to be nasty. I don't want to be dirty to others. I don't want to be ugly to other people, even if ugliness is coming out of them. I'm just telling you honestly, I don't. And at times, we turn ugly 
at times we don't trust God and we trust ourselves and we think we know what's best and they need to hear this and whatever it is. Friend, I just want to say to you tonight, you can confess that you haven't been what you needed to be. And, and here's the good news. He can come in and not only forgive you, not only forgive you, but he can give you a new heart. We don't have to have that same old stale heart, that same old. We don't have to live in Egypt. And notice this. We don't need, we can go. For, so notice, here's what I always point this out. But here's what happens. They get out of Egypt, right? And they get in the desert. But then they realize that Egypt is in them. They're longing in the desert to go back to Egypt. And, and I just, I think to myself, uh, you know, we're in this quarantine and, and, and you know, sometimes we're having to stay home and, you know, all of a sudden we figure out, oh boy, I didn't realize I had some of these emotions, you know? These negative emotions, maybe, against my children or against my wife or against my neighbor or against whoever it is. You know, quarantine comes from this Italian term, interestingly, <laughs> Uh, this Italian term, 40. That's actually the root base of, of quarantine is 40, which has to do with Jesus' 40 days in the, in the desert. He was quarantined. And I wrote a little bit about this in one of the devotions I put out to you guys, but the reality is we're in a quarantine as well. And it's almost like God has said, hey, you know what? The whole world needs to go into the desert for a little while, and I need to spend some time with you. And friend, it would be a travesty if we just only complained about the government or only complained about our home situation or only complained about this or that and never got around to spending time and doing business with God. I just want to say to you tonight, Jesus wants to take Egypt out of us. That's why we're in the desert. That's why we're being quarantined, so to speak, spiritually speaking, is this. that Things have been exposed in us and we're like, whoa, I didn't know that was there. Well, let the Lord take that, just as he did with the children of Israel, and cleanse them and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He can do that. That's what he has secured on the cross. Not just the forgiveness of sins, but cleansing from sin. Praise be to God that he can do that. He can actually give us a love for one another through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what chapters 14, 15, and 16 talk about is the Holy Spirit's coming. Jesus will say, look, I must go so that he can come. Another can come. That other is the Holy Spirit. Friend, tonight as we remember the Lord, just as we're told here to do, <clears throat> just as we've heard from our, our reading from 1 Corinthians. Do this to remember me. Notice Jesus' words again. If you know these things, if you know these things, you are blessed if, that's conditional, isn't it? If you do them. Our table oftentimes will say, and it's in the scripture, do this to remember me. Tonight, if you know that you've offended your brother, reconcile. Ask for forgiveness. If you've sinned against God privately, publicly, sinned against your neighbor, you've sinned against your spouse, your kids, then confess to God. He can cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he will send his spirit 
so that we actually can have the same kind of love that Jesus showed that very night. Amen. At this time, we